I am extremely excited this morning at Father's Day. Well, what even blesses me more is a lot of times talking about dad, talking about being a man of God or a father, it's pretty interesting for a guy to do because a guy is, you know, you kind of sit down and you want to hopefully be the example of everything you're preaching. How many know that's tough sometimes? But you know what blesses me today is the speaker that we have is going to share with you her perspective. I wonder if you'd welcome my wife, Pastor Jewel, as she comes to minister God's Word. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Center or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's VLCCAZ.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. I wonder if you'd welcome my wife, Pastor Jewel, as she comes to minister God's Word. All right, well, thank you. And Gentlemen, thank you today. I'm so glad that you came to church to worship with us on Father's Day. You could have stayed in bed and relaxed, but no, you came and you made God your Father in Heaven your priority, and I think that's fantastic. So thank you all for coming today. My husband has asked me for quite some time to speak for Father's Day or Mother's Day, and I put it off and I put it off, and finally I, I, I decided this year I want to go ahead and I want to honor our fathers... I think it's much more comfortable for me to, to show how much I appreciate the fathers and the men that we have that are godly men in this church. Um, so I just thank you for that opportunity. I can't say enough how grateful I am personally that God put the men in charge of the families. It is a huge responsibility. God created you so much stronger for that purpose in order to carry the weight of caring for the families and working and supporting the families as well. So if you think what you do goes unnoticed, then today I'm hoping that we can just change that for you that, you, that you are appreciated and that you see that. Mothers have their own role in the family, but today we're going to see, Dad, why you have a special and very important role that was assigned to you by God, our Father in heaven. Father's Day is our opportunity to acknowledge you, and I pray that I do it justice. When small children were asked the definition of Father's Day, one little girl said, it's like Mother's Day, only it doesn't cost as much. <laughs> a little boy replied, and he said, a father is a man who carries pictures in his wallet where his money used to be. <laughs> so gentlemen, today we take the time to thank you for being such great, loving, strong, hardworking and sacrificing dads, caring for your children, 
can mean that you spend all of your paycheck on them to make sure that they have shoes that fit and doctor's appointments are paid for, fees for their music lessons, uniforms for their sports, soccer, basketball, whatever. We know kids are expensive. And we know, dads, that you work really hard to be sure that your family is provided for because there's a lot of blessed kids out there. Your willingness to carry an empty wallet until the next payday does not go unnoticed or unappreciated. So even as your children grow into young adults, the demands for your time and your money never cease. So it's, it, it is such a blessing, Dad, that you just love your kids and your family, that you are taking care of them and you continue to give. And while you are so busy working and keeping up with your family's needs, you may not consider necessarily or realize your heritage, how you got to where you are. And I want to start by reflecting on to the Word of God as a loving reminder as to why you were awesomely created and put into this important responsibility that you have. So I forgot to bring the Bible up, but I'm going to pretend I'm holding one up. Thank you, honey. <laughs> the Bible, as you know, is known for holding the gospel. And often we look at it and it's been called a love letter from God, right? So it is also a history book. And I'm going to take you back a little bit into the history um, in the foundation of time. So God has shown us how man came about and what your purpose in life is to be. And most importantly, he has entrusted you with the world. Recently, as many of you know, my husband and I took a trip to Kentucky to visit the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. And during that visit, I must say that I, I just really enjoyed rereading the book of Genesis. It's history. It is our history. If we believe our God is true, then everything in the Bible is true. And so we believe in the book of Genesis. And it is in that book of Genesis that God first discusses the importance of man and your role. And I'd like to share them with you. In Genesis 1, 27 through 31, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and he said, it is very good. Amen. It is the most natural thing for a man and a father to take on the responsibility of providing for his family because God designed you for that very purpose from the foundation of time. So we're going to look at a father's role as a leader and a protector. A father's role in the family is a pivotal role. He is called upon to be the leader and the protector for his family and to give an example of Christ's love by being loving towards the children's mother. In Ephesians 5, 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So the way that you show care and love to your wife is the model for your children. Even the way that you talk to her or talk to other adults is a model for your children. They are watching you. Heavy responsibility. 
Psychologists have a term for that, and they call it influence of parental socialization. The way that your children learn their behaviors is by watching the parents and their skills to learn for interacting in their everyday lives as they mature is by watching the parents. So it's pretty amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen young kids when they're playing, um, you know, playing house. They start cooking dinner, or they talk about fixing the car, or they talk to, on the phone, or they discuss their daily stress at work. And you can just sit there and look at those little ones and think, wow, how did they learn all that? They aren't born with that. Your children are watching you. Amen. Another influence on our young children is what they see on television. A few years ago, our granddaughter, Rylan Rose, Pastor and I have a little granddaughter, Rylan, and she came to visit us. And Pastor's favorite movie, as many of you know, is uh, Frozen, Frosty. He calls it Frosty, but he's wrong. It's a Disney movie. <laughs> Disney movie Frozen where he often sings, let it go, let it go. So um, he put on the movie for our little granddaughter, and at the time, I think she was just barely three years old. And when he put the movie on to entertain her, boy, she just started singing all the words. She danced around the living room. She knew every single part of that movie inside and out. And that really was stunning to me. But that shows you the influence that TV has on our little ones. And so we have to be very careful. Our children are like sponges, and they soak up everything that they can from you and from the TV, and it's important that we pay attention to what they're, what they're soaking up. Amen? Okay. A dad is also to be strong in the faith and to bring children up knowing right from wrong. The gift you fathers receive today is a great reminder. So I wanted to open the package and go through it with you because I think they're really cool. I hope you guys like socks. I really do. Every year, like Pastor said, we give out screwdrivers or flashlights. And I thought, you know, we gave the women socks and the men can put on their socks and you all can sit with your feet up together at night and admire your socks. In your socks is this great um, card. It says, men of God make a difference. And on the back is a, is a scripture from Micah. So this makes a great bookmark for you to put in your Bible on Wednesday nights when pastor is dishing out a bunch of, of scripture and you have to mark them all. It'd make a great bookmark. And then there's this. Let's see if I can do it right. I think these are really cool socks. So this is me. I'm a dad now. And I'm sitting in front of the TV with my feet up. Do you see? You're going to be reminded every time you sit with your feet up and watch TV that men of God make a difference. Amen? Yay! So I pray that you enjoy your gift, gentlemen. I really do. Okay. So this brings me to a fantastic quote that I recently saw, and it says, A child is not likely to find a father in God unless he finds something of God first in his father. Amen? I thought that was a really powerful quote, so just think about that. Your child is not going to find his way to our Heavenly Father unless he first finds a part of the Heavenly Father in his dad. So, no stress, right? <laughs> Genesis eighteen nineteen says, this is God speaking, for I have chosen him so that he will direct his children 
and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. No pressure, but they're watching you. Your children are watching you. Even our adult children are still watching us. Yes? So this brings to mind the story of a Sunday school class of preschoolers. They were all asked to draw pictures of God. And toward the end of the class, the children were so excited to show their work. They came up with rainbows, big hands, men with big hands. And one little girl approached the teacher with a drawing, next slide please, of her dad. And she says, well, I don't know what God looks like, so I just drew my daddy instead. True story. Isn't it awesome to have your children see you and see the God that lives in you? Amen. One day, on the reverse side of that, there's another Sunday school story that's interesting that I ran into. One day, a Sunday school teacher, after correcting the papers, the class papers, she says, I don't see how one person can make so many mistakes on his homework. And the student replied, it wasn't just one person. My dad helped me. So dads, you are looked up and looked to and loved more than you can imagine in your family, um, more than you can imagine by your family. And I'm speaking as a woman. For many years, I, th I think most of you know that Pastor and I had been previously married, divorced and remarried. So for many years in between, I was a single mom. And I had a lot of pressure on me. I was a full-time working mom. I took care of my two little ones. And I had to make all the decisions on the finances, dinner, mortgages, car insurance. There's so much that, to manage a household. And just all that pressure fell on me, fell on me alone. And I just really want you to, to understand, gentlemen, that when you step up and you lead your household, it is a relief. There were many years where I wished that I had somebody to put their arms around me and to reassure me that everything was going to be okay, but I didn't have that person there for many years, and uh, I do now. And I thank God every day for my husband, Pastor Tim, here. I thank him every day because he is a man who takes on his role as my lead, and uh, he is my protector and my provider, and he takes it very seriously. And for that, I am grateful. A day does not go by that I am not grateful that I have him to lean on um, and that I have his shoulder to cry on and his kind words of encouragement to guide me. So dads, if you lead as a man of God, you will find, you will not have to demand your wife to follow. It takes a while for a woman to feel comfortable to let go of the reins. When I first met him, I was very pig-headed, very stubborn. I, I had a mother who, who once told me, well, I should say over and over she told me, you don't need somebody to take care of you. You can do it yourself. And what I have found was I do need somebody to take care of me. I prefer to have my husband take care of me, and he does so greatly. So, yes, he opening car doors for me. People see him do all these things for me. He prays for me. We pray before we go to sleep at night. He is like my security blanket that if, he, if I travel and I'm not with him, I miss that prayer at night. 
So we have to get on the phone, and he prays, and he calms, and he, it gets me to feel okay again. So I just can't say enough that even your wives appreciate having your strength, your protection, your loving care. So Psalm 128, 3 and 4 says, Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Yes, this will be the blessing of the man who fears the Lord. Amen. So God assigned you fathers to be the leaders for our family. And leadership is not easy. It must not be forceful. But with the wisdom of God's word in your heart, you learn to lead in a whole new way. General Eisenhower would demonstrate the art of leadership with a single piece of string. He'd put it on the table and he'd say, if you pull it, it will follow wherever you wish, but push it and it'll go nowhere at all. He says it's just that way when it comes to leading people or to leading our families. They need to follow a person who is leading by example. This is especially true when leading your families, dads. In Deuteronomy 6, it says, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And remember, dads, your children are watching. So now about a father's discipline and love. A father is implored to bring their children up in the ways of the Lord, to discipline them and to encourage them, to comfort them and instruct them. We don't always look at discipline as being loving, but it is. God is the father, and he talks about his discipline of us in comparison to that of loving fathers to their own sons. In Hebrews, for example, Hebrews 12 says, Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? In Ephesians 6, it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. And then Proverbs 22, it tells us, Start children off in the way that they should go, and even when they were, are old, they will not part from it. So, pastor has a saying that I love very much. He says that we teach what we know, but we reproduce what we are. And in order for a dad to start a child off in the way that he should go, it means that you dads, it's very important that you reproduce what you are through, to your children. Lean on the Heavenly Father and reproduce what He is. Dads, each of you are unique in your way of loving and disciplining, and your personalities are what make you unique. I have a story about a unique dad. One night, a wife found her husband standing over their baby's crib, and silently she watched him. And he stood looking down at the sleeping infant, and she saw on his face a mixture of emotions. She saw disbelief, doubt, delight, amazement, enchantment, and skepticism. Touched by this unusual display of deep emotions, she went over with her eyes glistening, and she slipped her arm around her husband, and she said, 
penny for your thoughts. And he said, it's amazing. I just can't see how anybody can make a crib like that for only $76.50. That story is a great example of how differently God created man and woman and how differently our minds work, right? (laughs) So dads, you each have your own quirky way of showing love. Your childlike humor can be fun, and then suddenly you become endearing and you say something that will remain written on the hearts of your family forever. So I'd like to share a video with you that demonstrates this, this dad's unique way of loving his family. Dad, do you love mom? I do. How much? Gobs and gobs. Dad, mm-hmm. do you love my brother? Connor? <laughs> I do. How much? Gobs and gobs. Dad, mm-hmm. do you love God? Yeah. How much? Gobs and gobs. Dad, uh-huh. do you love me? Hmm. Dad. <laughs> I do. How much? Um. I already know. Gobs and, and gobs. Dad, mm-hmm. how much is a gob? Let me put it like this. Your favorite color is yellow. And when you eat those Nutter Butter cookies, you always scrape the peanut butter out of the middle and you secretly feed it to the dog because you think the dog deserves a treat too. At nighttime, I know before you go to bed, you always pull your Barbies all together because you don't want them to be lonely. And sometimes when you get a little nervous, you bat your eyes like this. They get really, really, really fast. But when you're happy and when you're excited, you always twirl your hair right beside your ear. And you love your mama's red earrings. And you always seem to eat your green beans one at a time. <laughs> you see, my love, I notice you. And I love being your daddy. And I will always be here for you, even on your best days. Maybe on your worst days, your daddy loves you and will always be here for you. And that, my dear, that's what a gob is. <laughs> I gob you too, daddy. <laughs> so, families. Sometimes we don't think that our busy husbands or dads notice things about us. And I think it's important in that video, you saw how he knew her favorite color, and he noticed how she tucks her Barbies together to keep them safe. And I think that that's seriously true. Even though our our dads don't always express these things, they do love us. They do love us so much. Gobs and gobs. Kids need the love of their dads just as much as they need the love of their mothers. But dads, your unique way of showing love to your family stays embedded in their hearts forever. Here's another story of a man who loved his daughter, gobs and gobs. This is a story of a young woman named Sue. She was in high school. And as many girls that age, she had a steady boyfriend who would come and take her on dates. And then when he dropped her off at night, he would back out of the driveway, 
And Sue would go up on the porch and flash the porch light. And one day her dad asked her, why do you do that? And she says, that's how I tell him I love him. She flashes the porch light every time he leaves. Well, about a year later, Sue decided to move out of home and go get her own apartment. And as she packed up the last load of her belongings into her car, and she was getting ready to back out of the driveway, the dad was overfilled with emotion. And he went up on the porch, and he just started turning the light on and off and on and off. He loved his daughter in a way that only she could relate when she saw that. He loved her gobs and gobs. So dads, how do you show your sons and daughters that you love them? How do you communicate it? It's very important. One of the greatest gifts that you can give to your children is the knowledge that they are loved fully and unconditionally by you and then their father in heaven. And there are some extra payoffs when they see fathers that can openly and genuinely express their love. It makes them easier for them to accept the love from their father in heaven. The age of our children doesn't matter. Young or older, grown-up adults, it's very important that we let them know that we love them gobs and gobs. 1 Thessalonians 2 says, For you know that we dealt with you, with each of you, as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. Our lives on this earth are but a vapor. And dads, you make the mark on you, the mark you make on the lives of your family will remain forever in their hearts. The mark you make could affect their choices for eternity as well. So right now, it may feel that your actions don't make a difference or that they don't matter, but they do. And your family is watching you. And your children look up to you. One day when your children are grown and having families of their own, you'll be blessed when they call you for advice. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> My kids moved out. They have their own families. If the nest gets a little empty feeling, and then all of a sudden you get that phone call and they start sharing. And it's somewhere you've been before and something you've already dealt with. And it feels so good to know that your children will come back to you and ask you, what do I do? Have you ever had this, you know? So it is such a blessing. When you watch your, your, your children raising your grandchildren, it's almost like a mirror into your past because you can see the things that you instilled into your children are being reflected back to you in your grandchildren. It's really a blessing. So walking as a strong man of God will make a difference. So... The last story I want to share with you is there was once a family who moved their father into a nursing home because of Alzheimer's. And every Sunday, his daughter, his son-in-law, and the grandchildren would come visit him in the courtyard of this place he was staying. As time passed, names got and faces got confusing, and he started forgetting things. But they always came, and there was Grandpa sitting in the courtyard waiting on them to show up. And one day his daughter asked him, Dad, what day of the week is it? And the father had no clue. So she asked, Dad, if you don't know it's Sunday, how do you know to meet us out here? And her dad replied, 
I just come out every day to wait for you. So in closing, I want to share with you um, how, many, how many of you remember Harry Chapin? Good, because I figured a lot of you are younger than me. <laughs> there is a song that was written in the 70s, and Harry Chapin, he called it The Cats in the Cradle. And Harry was killed in a car accident when he was a young father. Uh, but the video I want to show you starts out with his wife, and she shares how she used to write the poetry, and he would write the music. And she wrote this poem, and for years he just set it aside. But when he finally had a son, he went back and he asked for it, and he put it to music. So as before we watch this, I want to say Happy Father's Day, gentlemen, and I hope this song is a blessing to you. When Harry would come home from the road, he would show me new stuff that he'd been working on, and I'd show him some things that I'd been doing, and I showed him the poem for Cats in the Cradle, and, um, and he kind of pushed it aside, and he took more interest in a couple of other things that I'd been working on. And then, after Joshua was born, he grabbed it and said, hey, i got to put music to this. So it had been written a lot earlier, but it, it really hit him after Joshua was born. If it didn't happen to me so often, it would almost be awkward, but I'm, almost, I'm used to it now because people actually want to, because I look like my dad too, they'll, they'll want to have contact with me, put their arm on my shoulder and really try and communicate to me how it healed their relationship with their father or it got them closer to someone they had fallen away from. It's always amazing to me because people just almost, before they even get words out, I can see shakiness and emotion in their eyes and the way they just kind of want to get close the space between me and them when I haven't even met them before, which is a tribute to my dad. My child arrived just the other day. He came to the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away, and he was talking for I knew it. And as he grew, he'd say, I'm gonna be like you, Dad. You know I'm gonna be like you. And a silver spoon, little boy blue and the man on the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when, but we'll get together then, son. You know we'll have a good time then. My son turned ten just the other day. He said, thanks for the ball, Dad, come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw? I said, not today, I got a lot to do. He said, that's okay. And he walked away, but his smile never dimmed and said, I'm gonna be like him, yeah. You know I'm gonna be like him. And the cat's in the cradle and a silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man of the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when We'll get together then, son You know we'll have a good time then Well, he came from college just the other day So much like a man I just had to say Son, I'm proud of you, can you sit for a while? He shook his head and he said with a smile What I'd really like, Dad, is to borrow the car keys See you later, can I have them, please? And the cat
cats in the cradle and a silver spoon Little boy blue and the man of the moon When you're coming home, son, I don't know when We'll get together then, that You know we'll have a good time then Retired, my son's moved away I called him up just the other day Said I'd like to see you if you don't mind He said I'd love to, Dad, if I can find the time You see, my new job's a hassle and the kids have the flu But it's sure nice talking to you, Dad It's been sure nice talking to you And as he hung up the phone, it occurred to me grown up just like me my boy was just like me and the cat's in the cradle and a silver spoon little boy blue and the man in the moon when you come at home son i don't know when we'll get together then that you know we'll have a good Incredible. I'm sitting there and I'm just tearing up the whole time. Pastor Jewel, an incredible. Mm. <clears throat> no, I'm not putting the socks on my hands to show you how that works. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm listening to the, to the message and I'm, I'm, I don't. I, I'm not listening to a pastor read script. I'm. I'm listening to a pastor share her heart. As you know, we come from a blended family, and there's many blended families in society. We both come from broken divorces that God brought back together. And and the interesting thing is, is her kids and my kids become our kids. And uh, I know that's probably not a very popular thing for a pastor to say in a church, but folks, it's called real life. But you know the thing is my kids and her kids love and respect me and love and respect her as if they are our kids. Because they have watched our lives. They have watched the lives before and they watched the lives after. And, and it's just incredible how it makes a difference. And I'm, I'm moved by this Harry Chapin song. And I don't know about you, but I can find myself in all the lyrics. Come on, Dad, say amen. Not just the good lyrics, the bad lyrics. Seems like life is busy. Seems like life pulls every ounce out of you. And the sad thing about it is when they're grown and gone, you can't go back. 
I want to add a, another poem to this. It's a poem that, that I actually wrote. My goodness, when did I write this poem? 1995. And I've written lots of poems and different things, but I think if I would have thought about it, I would have added it to my wife and she could have shared it. But this was kind of the dilemma of my own life. I've been pastoring for a long, long time, and my kids raised up in church. And because of the needs of people, and I say this very lovingly and very graciously, but pastors sometimes misplace priorities. And I can't tell you how many times my children fell asleep in the door jams of the church waiting for pastor dad to stop counseling people. And please hear this, that really didn't want to listen in the first place. Because they just want to do what they want to do. They just want somebody to tell it to. Now if they will listen, then praise God, you'll, you'll have a benefit. But if they don't, like most, and so I'm listening to Harry Chapin, and this poem comes back to my mind. Listen to the words. I titled it, Tiny Handprints on the Wall. The things I find I often do for lack of time you spend with me are those you need not worry about when I am 17. But memories of days gone by will cause a tear to fall when you stop and think of wasted days and tiny handprints on the wall. As I am yet a little one, please give the time I need that I may learn of this old world upon a bended knee. Give to me your love and strength and guide <laughs> as I call, even now when all you tend to see are tiny handprints on the wall. You notice how your kids put their hands everywhere and you're always going to clean up after them. And you don't think about the gobs and gobs then. The seasons of my life turn quick, springtime, summer, fall. And days go by oh so fast as winter's shadow calls. A little time is all I ask to hold my daddy's hand and rock upon my mama's knee as life's days take command. It is my tiny handprint that now colors on the wall, but as time goes on so quickly, the washing covers all. But do not fear, dear mom and dad, for as time does travel on, all those tiny handprints on the wall will soon be gone. Now, that's a poem out of my life because I've been there, Dad. We've been there, Mom, every one of us. Life gets busy. And I read through God's Word as my wife so eloquently and masterfully, I might add, articulated this morning that God's Word says, I know exactly where you are. And he said, I made a way where there was no way for you to take the time, spend the time, because I taught you how to make the time.
Pastor Tim Masters, with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. I'm Joe Harding. From Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Center, you're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.